welcome. This is James Medique speaking. You're listening to another episode of The 52 Secrets My Mom Never Told Me About Internet Marketing. And welcome to today's show. Um, one of the things that, <clears throat> that's kind of interesting for me when you look back at all of these podcasts and all of the different uh, recordings that I've done, whether they be audio, video, whiteboards, screen captures, um, you know, there's over a thousand of them in the library now at mysmallbizu.com. The one thing that uh, I'm reflecting on, and I want you to consider too, is when, you know, I, I think in the last uh, podcast I mentioned I'd been at this now almost 17 or 18 years online and selling for 25 years. The book, 52 Secrets My Mom Never Told Me, uh, I think what I'm going to do is we're going to change stuff up now because I'm looking back at it. And uh, having a 21-year-old son and a 17-year-old daughter, the way, again, remember we talked about the strategies and the processes remain the same, but some of the consumption methods have changed. And I think what we're going to focus on over the next little while is the 52 secrets my kids never told me about internet marketing. The reason is, is because the way that the kids, and I'm saying younger people, I'm I'm in my 50s now. That's right, I'm in my 50s now. So the way that the younger generation of internet users consumes the information that we produce as online marketers and internet marketers, content producers, uh, you know, coaches, independent consultants, speakers, all of these people who are in the information business, the consumption methods have changed. So what, what I'm going to do is I'm going to focus on now the next uh, grouping of podcasts are going to be about the 52 secrets my kids have never told me about internet marketing. And it's after talking to my kids and more importantly, watching what they do and how they consume and buy information online, it's led me to do this. And I think there's going to be some real surprises and secrets here. And I want to share one of you, one of them with you today. And, and here's something that is vitally important to you as an information or online marketer. Um, I know for a fact that my kids spend the majority of their time when they're communicating online, either on Twitter, Facebook, or phone texting, SMS messaging. So we have these three sort of different uh, communication methods that didn't exist. Think about that. They didn't really exist when I started marketing, and more importantly, when we looked at the 52 secrets. The one that we always focused on was email marketing. You know, how do you get someone to read the email that you've sent? More importantly, how do you get their email address? How do you build a list? And I think there's a fundamental error being made by most marketers right now. And this is what it is. People think that because the younger grouping or the more popular way to consume communication between people is a Facebook message, an SMS text message on the phone, a personal tweet in a small group, that email is dead. Email is not dead. Email will never die. And the reason for it is that email is still the de facto standard, and I believe will continue to be, of messaging for purchases. For purchases. Now listen to what I said. It's for buying. And remember, the purpose of what we're doing is selling. 
So we've got to be in a position that we still have email addresses that are valid, that we still have raving fans, friends, business customers and clients that we can contact via email. This is why email is so, so, so important. If you think about what happens today, if you go to uh, any kind of site and they're asking for your email address or perhaps they're asking to communicate with you, yeah, they may communicate with you on a regular basis through some of those other means like the text messaging, that kind of thing. But for most, for most instances, the actual purchase when there comes time to a transaction, it is the email address and the email correspondence that does the transaction. Now, when will this change? I think it will always be there. And even with mobile devices and mobile phones, there's still a push on mobile. Remember, I wrote the book, Mobile Social Marketing and Thumbidextrous.com, so I, I understand that whole space. Email is still a part of your mobile phone and your mobile system, and it will always be a steadfast, trusted communication source. See, the thing is, with some of the ones we mentioned, like the Twitter, for example, there is so much in Twitter, it's easy to get lost. You know, you've got only so many characters that you can engage someone in, and then you're linking to something else. If you take a look at the number of messages that get tweeted your way, or that are on your activity stream on Twitter, for example, and the amount of links that you actually click on it, it's minuscule compared to the email that you get that you read and the links that you click in email. An email link will always be clicked more often than a link, for example, in Twitter. It's going to be clicked on more often than a message that you get in a text message on your phone. And in fact, what often happens is the message on your phone gets tweeted or sent to an email address for archiving if it's important enough. Okay? So what I want you to do is I want you to think about where am I putting all of my communication pieces in as it regards to the newest sort of methods of consumption of personal communication. Where does Twitter, Facebook, text messaging, where does it fit in to the purchase decision? In almost all intents and purposes, my belief is, and I think this is going to continue, prove me wrong if you can, that the purchase decision is going to involve the email address and email correspondence. The selling, the persuasion, the influence, absolutely. Facebook, Twitter, uh, text messaging, all of these things we're going to talk about later, but the actual purchase decision is going to come with a conclusion with some kind of click, either from an email on our webpage that you've gotten to, but more importantly, it's that trust that's implicit in an email from someone that they already know and respect. Okay? So we're going to play around with, and I want you to think about that, but play around with some of the ideas here. Think about if I'm asking someone to actually buy, if I'm asking for someone's money, am I asking for it in a tweet? Or am I asking for it in an email? Am I asking for it in a Facebook chat? Or am I asking for it in an email? Am I asking for it in a text message that I send to someone's phone? Or am I asking for it in an email? The actual buy now process more likely is going to be in an email address. This is James Maduke speaking. You've been listening to another secret from... 
Or maybe it's the first secret from the 52 secrets my kids never told me about internet marketing. Take care and expect the best.